Welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. And I'm Eric. And today, Eric, we are going to be speaking about the one, the only, Ariana Grande. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Me too. I just recently saw her two weeks ago in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center for night one. That is right. She was there for two nights, Friday and Saturday, the 14th and the 15th of this month, and later on, Throughout the week, she played two other additional shows at MSG. Oh man, any artist's dream gig is MSG. I mean, if you've made it there, forget about it. What more do you need? It is so true. You know if you made it to MSG that uh, you're legit. And of course, Ariana Grande needs no introduction. And of course, she's playing MSG. But uh, when I told my dad that, he was like, whoa, two nights in Brooklyn, two nights in MSG? She's really uh, making bank. <laughs> understatement yeah exactly understatement so that will be the first half of our episode today and then for the second half we are going to be diving in to her fifth studio album thank you next it was released earlier this year back in the beginning of february which was extremely soon because considering she just dropped sweetener back in 2018 in the latter half of 2018 actually so this the tour that i just went on is technically the sweetener tour it isn't the thank you next tour but she dropped these albums so close together that uh she had a lot of material i mean she almost played the whole album of thank you next on this tour but we will get into that we are going to do an album review of thank you next i will be talking about the show It is going to be a fun one today, you guys. But as always, before we can get into that, we have our top three international countries of this week. So, Eric, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Coming in at number three, we have the United Kingdom. Always strong, man. Always strong. Love you guys. They are forever consistent being in our top three. Can't thank you guys enough. We are always so excited to see you in our top three. Thanks for coming in at three this time around. Coming in at number two, we have Chile. Nice. Very nice. Yes, super exciting. Chile has made our top three before. I'm glad to see them back this week and this time around. Shout out to them. And coming all the way to take our number one spot this week, we have Brazil. Nice. Brazil. Very awesome. Brazil is also an extremely strong contender. They always show up in our top three. They've been pretty consistent. So shout out to Brazil as well. And there you have it, you guys. That's our top three of this week. Number three, the UK. Number two, Chile. And number one, Brazil. 
Once again, thank you so much to those three countries and to everybody who takes the time to click play and listen to our podcast. We cannot thank you enough and have no fear if you want to make it into our top three next week or any week after that. All you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have, and we could be shouting you out next. All right, so before we get into today's episode, there are two things that I would like to touch upon. One is a shout out and the second is an announcement. So we'll start out with a shout out. I want to give a shout out to my dear friend, my childhood friend growing up, one of my best friends in the entire world, Ryan Breon. And for those of you who do not know who Ryan is, he actually helped start this podcast in the sense of getting all the gear and showing me what to buy and showing me how to set it up and showing me how to edit so without him I was I would never have been able to get this off the ground I mean he is an audio engineer and he does a lot of sound tech and he wants to be a producer so it really pays and it really helps to have a friend that has so much knowledge when it comes to the quality of sound and all the technicalities that come with it Because whenever I have an issue, whether that be while I'm editing a podcast or just setting it up and the sound and stuff like that. So I'll give you a good example. Recently, I've been listening back to our podcast and I noticed this like faint echo in the background of some of our episodes and it increasingly got louder and louder. And I thought, am I the only one that hears this? Can people really point that out? Is it that noticeable or is it just me? So I had him listen to a couple episodes. He was able to point it out too. Me not knowing the technicalities of it, I thought it was an echo. He said, no, it's the reverb, go back. And he uh, FaceTimed with me and we figured it out and uh, he helped me through that. So anyway, he is our sound guy of this podcast whenever I have a question about sound and setting it up or when I'm editing the podcast and something doesn't sound right I always go back to him and he helps me out every single time so I cannot thank him enough fun fact he also like I said is a music producer Um, so he made the intro of our podcast so if you enjoy the intro music of our podcast that's all him so shout out to Ryan all right shout out to Ryan for uh hooking us up and not getting sick of me asking him for help. (laughs) And with that being said, we have our announcement that we're making today. So Eric, I am going to pass the mic over to you and let the people know kind of what's going on here. Yeah, so the announcement that we have to make is that from now on, during interviews, Lisa will be going solo and I will remain for album reviews, concert reviews, and general discussions. The reason for this is because, you know, the more things happen, the busier we both seem to get. I am applying for an externship for college, and that's placing certain demands on my schedule. On top of that, I'm a psych major in a graduate program, and that has its own set of demands. So before, I had a little bit more time to make it to interviews, but... You know, interviews have a certain, you know, set of circumstances. You know, we got to do them at certain times, on certain days. And so with my increasing schedule, I just really can't meet those demands anymore. So to make things a little easier for the both of us, 
Lisa will be handling interviewing duties by herself, and I'll still be here for everything else. Album reviews, discussions, you name it. Yes, yeah, so have no fear because Eric is not going anywhere. He's still going to be here for album reviews, concert reviews, Q&As, discussions. It just so happens that with scheduling interviews that it's a little bit more in-depth and a little bit more complicated than you guys might know, which is totally fine. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes here. But I just wanted to thank Eric for the time that he did put into uh, the interviews while he, he was here with me doing them. And moving forward, I still plan to give you guys the most utmost quality material. And we're going to have a lot of special guests and a lot to look forward to in the future. I wanted to kind of clear things up. I think that you guys deserve to have an answer. You guys have been following us since the beginning uh, when everything all started back in February of 2018. So it's only right and fair that we kind of clear everything up. So I'm glad that Eric was here today and that he was able to uh, let you guys know a little bit more about him and what's going on in his life. And yeah, we are going to continue and give you guys the best quality content that we possibly can, especially with the interviews as well moving forward. And it's all good here. Eric is still going to be around and we are still going to be doing plenty of episodes together. So have no fear. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. And thank you for giving me the chance to be part of those interviews. You know, they were amazing for the time I could do them. And, you know, I'm hoping that you guys didn't get you know, sick of me on those interviews. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So with that out of the way, we are going to be moving in today to Ariana Grande, what this episode is about. So let's talk about the show. I went to, like I said earlier, the Barclays for night one. And so that was night one, show one for her in New York because she didn't do MSG until the following week. And it was in Brooklyn, and wow, what a show it was. It was my first time seeing her live, and it was truly incredible. The set list honestly was amazing because she threw everything in there. She had her classics, she had older deep cuts, and then she played a lot of new tracks or newer tracks from Sweetener and especially Thank You Next. I feel like this really should have been called the Thank You Next tour. I know it was kind of an afterthought because Thank You Next didn't come out until this year and this tour and this album cycle was already planned for Sweetener, but... Wow, she almost played the majority of the album for Thank You Next, so I thought that was a really nice treat. And she is what we call a triple threat. She is a triple threat because for those throwing it way back at this point, for those who may not know, she started out on Nickelodeon. So she was an actress, and she played in Victorious as Cat, and she was kind of like the airhead friend on that show and then moving forward she got her own spin-off show with Jeanette McCurdy from iCarly so then they had the spin-off show Sam and Cat and that was a thing for a little while and then after that she really wanted to break out of that kind of child star Nickelodeon upbringing and branch out and do her own thing with music and start out a serious music career which she did And not only is she a musician and she can sing and she can write and all that, but she is also an incredible dancer. That is something that I noticed on this tour. Not everybody who can sing 
can dance. And I think that's important to point out that a lot of legendary singers really get up there and they fill a room based on their voice and their vocal talent. And then there's other people that maybe their strength isn't necessarily singing, but they have this choreography that can really blow your mind. But when you're able to have somebody that can do both, what an experience. She really had the choreography with each song, leaving it all out there. And it was such a sight to see, to be honest with you. So triple threat, she can act, she can sing, and she can dance. And she has incredible mastery of her voice. I mean, just the control that she has is just mind-blowing. And if you can maintain that control even while you're moving, even better. And what a voice that she has. Her voice is truly incredible. And I know a lot of people have compared her, try to put her in a box and compare her to Mariah Carey. That has been an ongoing thing. Mariah Carey in her prime, that's what she sounds like. And although that is one of the highest compliments that you can receive, and I'm sure she's not mad at that, I just really think that her voice is extremely distinct and it's in its own category. When I listen to her, I don't necessarily think of Mariah. You know, I think a lot of people compare her to Mariah because of the whistle register. For people who don't know what that is, it's basically those notes that, you know, are really up there. That's, I'm guessing, the main reason why they do that. But if you take that out of the equation, Ariana is her own woman. Talk about those notes. She hits quite a few of those on this album, Thank You Next, which I think that's the perfect transition to really get into this album, is the opener of this album, Imagine. Wow. I could not think of a better way to open this album. It is definitely a statement song, and her getting up to that register vocally is completely mind-blowing, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, her, her vocals are fantastic throughout the entire album. She definitely does a lot of acrobatics with her vocal cords, but yeah, definitely one of the standouts in terms of singing would definitely be Imagine. Just that you know whistling <laughs> that she does towards the end i mean it's done in such a way that it almost seems orchestral i know that's a weird word to use but that's just kind of how i felt listening to it upon first listen what did you think about this album as a whole because there's a lot to absorb on this album like you said from just vocally lyrically and you have to think about this album also the timing in between this album and sweetener and why it was deliberate and why it came out the way that it came out and the message throughout so upon first listen what were your thoughts so the first thing i'd like to say is i definitely think it's a very layered album not just musically but you know thematically there's definitely a lot of things that she covers like obviously the overarching theme of the whole thing is being in a relationship and dealing with the effects of that but there's just so much more beneath the surface and i love that she covers it all really well in each song you know she covers what it's like to be in a relationship what it's like to desire to be in a relationship what it's like to need somebody and what it's like to need space you know she covers all the intricacies of that and i really like that in terms of music you know, I don't think there's a single song on here that's a dud. I think every single one serves its own purpose and is there for a reason. And you know what I love about this album is each song sounds completely different from the last song. There is no song that 
just is, like you said, a filler track. Each of these songs sound completely different, and I love the the production behind this album is really what separates it apart from her previous albums. In my opinion, I don't necessarily think that she has a bad album. She's already five albums in. She's been one of the most, or one of the more, I should say, consistent artists since the beginning up until this point. Um, I do believe with her last album prior to this, Sweetener, for those who checked out our end of the year albums, it made my top 10 of last year. It definitely made the list. And to me, looking back on it now, um, Sweetener in, as a whole in her discography is probably her weakest album yet. But that says a lot, saying the fact that despite it being her weakest as a whole, it still made one of my top favorite albums of the year. And I think that speaks volumes. And I think that with Sweetener, it had a lot of really great solid singles, including No Tears Left to Cry, God is a Woman, Breathe In, I mean, and even the intro to it, I know it wasn't a single, but Raindrops, in parentheses, and Angel Cried, what an outstanding opener that was. She's really good at opening albums and closing them. And going back to Thank You Next, it's the same way here with Imagine. I mean, Imagine is such a strong effort to open with and then to close with Break Up With Your Girlfriend On Board. I mean, it it's fantastic. I love her choices of the way that she decides to open albums and close them. That being said, I think that as a whole, Sweetener was her weakest effort, but I think that she was really good at picking singles. And I also think with Thank You Next, she just had a whole different inspiration. It's funny to look back at Sweetener now because Sweetener was all about being in love and like the beginning stages, like the happy. Sweetener was focused on the happy stages of when you're first getting together with somebody and everything that they do is just amazing and they can walk on water in your eyes. And then fast forwarding to Thank You Next, here is where we get some of the hard-hitting material because it's coming from a darker place. It's coming from pain. It's coming from not only just the breakup and the relationship that she had, which was so public and that must have been so painful within itself for it to be that public and for it to, to get that far as an engagement and to have it all crumbling and, and taken away from you after that. But not only that, but the public death of Mac Miller and the relationship that Ariana Grande had with Mac before his passing is a huge deal and a huge weight for her um, because of the fact that they were dating for for a decent period of time before she got with Pete Davidson and it was extremely controversial at the time when she left Mac to be with Pete and then you know everybody saw the downward spiral of what happened with Pete and then Mac's abrupt passing last year really struck a chord and uh yeah there's just so much on this album that you can relate back to the pain and you can really feel her pain and the emotions that she's trying to convey is completely in my eyes authentic compared to just like, all right, we're going to make a happy song. We're going to make a song about you being in love. We're going to make a breakup song. It's just way, way beyond that. You can tell this came from a therapeutic process for her. And I love what you said because that kind of reinforces my belief that 
you know, the song placement on this album was done deliberately because when you follow, you know, her narrative from the first song to the last, she kind of does undergo a transformation of sorts. You know, she starts out as someone who, you know, is, is hopeful for the relationship. Then she goes through the realistic phase of it. You know, the rose colored glasses are off and she sees the relationship for what it is. And by the end, she's empowered by having been through the hardships of what a relationship can bring. Other than the singles, which we will go into in a bit, other than the singles, what are some standout moments on this album? Makeup is definitely the first one that comes to mind, just because, at least to me, it really stands apart from the rest of the album in the sense that it's a very happy, very, you know, fun song. Everything else is kind of, you know either romantic or dark and doesn't really stray too far from that this song is probably the happiest one on there so i really love that one another song i really love is nasa i really love the theme behind it <laughs> because you know i feel like anyone would tell you the same thing that as much as you love your and this goes for anyone as much as you love your significant other your best friends you need that you time. need space yeah, you need that time, not just because it makes you miss them more, but you just need it for your own personal sanity. Oh, totally. It's completely unhealthy to constantly be attached to somebody 24-7, and it's definitely not healthy personally and for the relationship. Totally. I mean, could, could you imagine the mess that would be? So talking about my favorite songs that were not singles off of this album, I have quite a few, to be honest with you. Imagine is definitely a standout track for me as well. I love Fake Smile. I love the, the lyrics and message behind that. Bad Idea is another standout track for me, especially the way that it ends and the way that the song transitions throughout musically. Bad Idea is such a killer song and is definitely one that I will be playing for years to come. And to conclude my list of non-singles off of this album that I completely fell in love with is Ghostin'. I think that song out of all songs on this album hits the hardest it was her at her most vulnerable off of this album. And I think out of her entire discography, to be honest with you, this song is such a standout and such a gem. And I really appreciate her honesty on this song and what a treasure this song truly is. So that, those would be my picks. I would say Imagine, Fake Smile, Bad Idea, and Ghostin' for non-singles. Now going into the singles, the three main singles off of this album, obviously, Thank You Next, we have Seven Rings, and we have Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored. So, out of these three singles, as we know, the radio blew up Thank You Next, and that song has been since the beginning of this year, up until this point, they still are playing it. That song blew up tremendously. Then we have Seven Rings, and then currently we have Break Up With Your Girlfriend. I gotta say, I don't know who does it, if she picks them, her team, whoever, but they picked three solid singles because these singles are on heavy rotation on the radio. If you're not hearing one, you're hearing the other. So whoever decided to pick these three as the singles did a great job because you cannot turn on your radio today and go out without hearing one of these songs. So with that being said, Eric, out of the three, since they're all very catchy and they are all unique in their own way, which song is your favorite and why? 
So my favorite would be Seven Rings, just because I really love the energy of that song. I love how empowered she is in that song, and I just love the energetic feel of the song. Funny story about this song, actually. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the show All That came back on. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah, and uh, one of the actors was doing an Ariana Grande impression, and every time she would do the impression, she would quote lyrics from Seven Rings. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, great. So the whole time I was listening to that song, that's all I kept thinking about. So I was like, oh, that's that's fitting. That's hilarious. When the song first came out, it really blew my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. Did she take the song from the sound of music and made it into like this trap beat? Like my mind was completely blown when I heard the song for the first time. And then I looked up the lyrics. I'm like, wow, this song is going to be an anthem for not only girls, but just people everywhere. Oh, man, that's that's so awesome. All right. So I've picked my favorite out of the three singles. What's yours? Well, Eric, I totally have to agree with you. Without a doubt, it would be Seven Rings. I think that it is such a standout track, not only amongst the singles, but amongst the entire album itself. And don't get me wrong, I loved Thank You Next when it came out, and of course, Break Up With Your Girlfriend on Board. I mean, with Thank You Next, you have the references to her ex-boyfriends, very cheeky. And then you get to the meaning behind the song saying that, you know, that she fell in love with herself and that, you know, she's got her own back and she doesn't need a man and all that. So I love the message behind the song and I love the story that the song tells. For the album to be called Thank You Next, I get it because it's all about rebuilding yourself and kind of one of those things where it's like fall down nine times, get up ten. So I love the message behind that. And then Break Up With Your Girlfriend is just such a fun party song. And it's one of those that everybody can enjoy. Uh, it's not to be taken so seriously, you know. So, yeah. But when it comes down to it, Seven Rings is such a standout. Like I said, when I heard it for the first time, my mom was blown. I couldn't believe that she put this together in such a way that it actually worked, you know, because it's just, you wouldn't think that it would work, but not only does it work, but it bangs so incredibly hard. Love that song to death. So Seven Rings, that would be, that would be my choice. And moving on from that, Eric, before we get into our top three of the entire album, where we narrow it down, what is your least favorite song off this album? So it was hard to pick one because, I, like I said, there's no duds on this album by any means at all. But if I really had to pick one, it would probably be Bloodline. And why is that? You know, it just feels like, a, I don't know, maybe a little too dark for me, I guess. And I don't know, maybe because of the of the placement it's in, it just feels a little bit inconsistent with the songs that come before it lyrically. So I think that's why it's my least favorite. With Bloodline, you know... I get where you're coming from with that because initially when I first listened to it, I liked it a lot. Like I had a strong drawing to that song, but over time it's kind of faded out. So I get what you mean. I, I think it's a little bit out of place on this album compared to the production on the other songs, but uh, by no means is it a bad song whatsoever. Oh yeah, not at all. I think it's it stands up to the rest, but exactly what you said, you know, it feels a little weird where it is on the album, you know, compared to the rest of the other songs. What's your least favorite on this album? So my least favorite you might be surprised by, 
before I say it, I just want to say that I get the message behind it, and I totally stand by the message behind it, but I just think the song overall could have been a lot better. I get the reference, and I get what she did there with it. With NASA, I think that it's just a little bit too corny for my liking. It's a little bit too, like, on the nose. The I think that she could have been more crafty with it lyrically, and of course we all get the references to you need space but i think that compared to the rest of the material on this album that is so heavy and uh really well thought out i just don't think nasa holds up as well lyrically in comparison to the rest of the album the production on it is fantastic that part i do love but the lyrics are a little weak compared to the rest of the album it's funny because that part that kind of turns you off about the song, I actually kind of found it a little bit endearing. The there you go. That, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to each their own. That's what I love about music because it's so subjective and we can listen to the same thing and have completely different opinions on it. And uh, yeah, so that's how I feel about that song. Not a bad song by any means, but just if I had to choose the least favorite, that would probably be it. And uh glad that we got that out of the way so we can focus on the top three choices of this album that we both picked so eric i'll let you go first and we will go back and forth from three to one so my third favorite would be nasa just because you know i i I do love the whimsical nature of the lyrics and now that you bring that up but i also just love the theme of it too you know needing space just to recharge your batteries well, let me start out by saying that it was extremely hard to narrow it down to three. That's how you know that this was a good album. Me trying to narrow down three when I pretty much liked the majority of this album was pretty excruciating. But anyway, coming in at number three, I chose Ghostin for the same reasons that I spoke about it earlier, about it being a standout because she was so vulnerable on this song i love i love the portrayal on this i love how honest this song is and it is one of her standouts not only on this album but in her entire discography i don't think that she's ever been that vulnerable or that honest and i really appreciate the place that she was coming from so that is why ghosting is my number three eric what's your number two on this list My number two would be Seven Rings, just because I really love how energetic that song is. I love how empowering it is. And it's just one of those songs that really just gets your blood pumping, you know? It's a banger. Without a doubt, it's a banger. My number two would be Bad Idea. And it's just solely because I was addicted to the song the first moment that I played it. I love that it is such a party song and I love the vibe of the song. I love the production on the song. So Bad Idea is one of those songs that I can really see myself playing for a long time, even throughout the next album cycle when the next album drops. So that's why I chose it for my number two. What is your number one off of this album? So my number one is definitely makeup, just because I love that 90s feel of it. I love the raunchiness of it. And in my opinion, is the most fun song on this album. Nice choice, Eric. Nice choice. And coming all the way to the top spot for me would have to be Seven Rings. That is hands down my favorite song off of this album. Eric and I both already spoke about why this track is so special. And for all those reasons, that is why Seven Rings, hands down, takes my number one spot. 
And with that, we are going to pass it over to you guys, the listeners. We want to know, what did you think of the album Thank You Next? How does it hold up in Ariana Grande's discography? What did you like about the album? What did you dislike? And what are some of your favorite songs? And what is your least favorite song? We want to know it all. Don't forget to head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and to follow Music Matters on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And stay tuned for our next episode.